Freedom Center. Good to see you guys. What a fun day. It is good to see the church full, isn't it? I don't know why, but it, it's a, a half-full church seems to have less joy in it than a full church. Maybe that's my perspective, not yours. It's like, actually, half-full church, I get to sit where I want. You know what I mean? But uh, there is a second service, and if you are like, hey, this feels kind of crowded, come to the second one. It's just as bad. It'll be great. Right on. So um, open your Bibles this morning to Mark chapter 1, verse 15. We're literally going to camp in a one-scripture sermon today. Mark chapter 1, verse 15. And as you're heading, heading that direction, uh, anybody else like science? Anybody think science is cool? History. Anybody like history? Anybody think that math uh, people are dumb? You know what I mean? But like science people, I know you got it both, but I, there's something about creation that's always intrigued me, the, the mass of the universe, the distance and how fast light travels and how the Grand Canyon get there and all this kind of stuff. It's always, the, the earth sciences and kind of the, the galactic sciences have always been fascinating to me. And uh, I, I just came across this, this random piece, give me the next slide, guys, that um, for all eight planets to align um, at one time, like about every 30 years or so, Earth and another planet will align in the trajectory of the sun. So if we're here and, you know, Neptune's way out here, it goes around every, was, um, I think it's every 88 years, 113 years, Neptune, uh, Earth years, it takes that long for it to go around the sun, whereas like, was it Mercury, I think, is like 88 days or something like that. So it's, it's, as it's doing its thing, occasionally every once in a while it'll just kind of align or one of the other planets will align. But scientifically, mathematically, they've shown that for all the eight planets to align simultaneously, it's a, it happens regularly, about once every 22 billion years. And you say, well, that's, that's incredibly rare. What would happen on that day? I'll be in heaven 22 billion years from now going, I don't know, but let's do it again. You know, it's just kind of fun. We have all the time in the world. But that thought of, of alignment means something to me. Um, this, this, uh, we'd have a picture of that too. So that kind of Mercury, Venus. And I don't know how they're going to put those big letters up there, obviously, but I just think that's really cool that that's going to happen, right? So something in Mark chapter 1 is about to happen, and it's even more rare than the aligning of all eight planets in a solar system. It is literally the one true announcement of something that is changing. We find this in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. Let's take a look at this this morning. It says this, Jesus speaking, The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. The time has come. Say that with me. Come on. The time has come. The time has come. That, that moment where since the creation of the world, the universe, the galaxy, mankind, the fall of man, all, of, all creation has been waiting with this eager expectation of redemption. Knowing the goodness of God and the greatness of God, knowing that the end of the story can't be failure. God has to have something else planned. And we see the prophets and the kings and the, the psalmists and the warriors and the poets and, and the, the miners and the majors, and they do all this great stuff. But even then, by the time Jesus is here, it's kind of like once every, you know, 130-something years it comes around. It feels like revival comes and goes. There's a good king, and it lasts for a good two weeks, and then his son comes in, and, and then King Bonehead takes over, and it's like bad for generations. There's entire generations of God's people that never knew a moment of freedom, not one. Born into slavery, died in slavery. Never a free will offering. Never a free will decision. Never, I think I'm going to be this when I grow up. Can you imagine for 400 years saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? wasn't a question that was ever asked between an adult and a child. Education was just enough to get them to a place where they could be useful to a master. But no more, because if you ever got educated, you figure out things like freedoms and, and you know, coming together and revolting. So they just left them in ignorance and despair, using like they would use a donkey or a, a dog of some sort. 
And this is the, this is the history of God's people. But every, every so often or only once in the history of mankind, there's this moment where, where God says, it's now time. It is time. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. And that, that word come near, it means that, that it's been called forward, like gravity pulls on something, or like someone's called to come from one place to another. Like the kingdom of God is, is not, it's not just near, like it's, it's only a few miles away. But I like the King James translation. It says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which paints the picture of if you were to reach out right now, you'd be able to contact it. It's brought so close that it literally is in the air that we're breathing at this moment. And he's saying this. Remember, all these hopeless people now enslaved to Rome. If you're demon-possessed, that's just your lot in life. If you have leprosy, you'll die a leper. If you, if you have, you know, epileptic fits or you have whatever it is that's going on in your life, there's no cure. There's no answer. There's no solution. And every day, everyone's afraid that their turn is next. And then Jesus says, the time has come. The kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. Change your mind. Figure it out that all the news that comes from heaven is good and it contradicts all the news that comes from this earth that's bad. The kingdom of heaven is near. The time has come. So the changing of our minds. And why is the scripture jumping off the page to me? It's, it's this, because the vision for 2024, in my heart, kind of feels like, a, like an echo of that moment. I feel like in my heart, you, you don't hear me say this, I'm not a hype person. You guys get that? I'm like, this is the greatest year. This is be the most important election of our lifetime. I don't say stuff like that. I'm not trying to raise money. I'm trying to raise a kingdom. And, and empty declarations mean nothing, and eventually people stop listening to people that say nothing long enough. So that's not my job is to get us excited. My job is to get us positioned where the kingdom is because it's time, right? So it's time. The kingdom is near, and change is upon us, and a new measure of faith is going to be called for to enter into it. So as we've been praying about 2024 and different opportunities, my wife started using this phrase, and I, I like it, and it's the phrase, well, let's just do this. Let's do this. Let's do well, what about this? Let's do this. What about that? Let's do this. Disney Cruise? Let's do this. New car? No, you can't do that. Okay. New shotgun of the devil. But let's do this, you know? And so funny, we started saying, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And so as we looked at 2024, we're looking for this, this kind of anchoring point of faith, this anchoring point of vision. And so this is the year we're just going to do this. We're, we're not saying no to much. It's fascinating what's changed in the last five years um, and I, I guess I could go into it, but I'm not going to. But we, we were always like budgeted in advance, and there wasn't an extra dollar, there wasn't an extra day, there wasn't an extra ounce. But in the last five years, so many things have changed that we can now be entrepreneurial in the kingdom work. We can now be opportunists. We can wait for something to come our way. And instead of saying, well, it'll take us three years to raise the funds for that, we just look at the bank account and say, let's do this. And we're, we're, we're finding this liberty to take advantage of situations and circumstances for, for the kingdom of God that's never happened before, and it's brilliant. So this phrase for this year is that, let's do this. So we talk about let's do this. I, I, the, how many of you guys know what kingdom builders is? If I were to say explain to me kingdom builders, you know what it is. So many people don't raise your hand. This is what it is. We, we look at it this way. There's a, there's a van payment, there's the vehicle, and then there's the gas payment that decides how far the van can go. So as a church, what we've decided is whether, you know, it's your first visit here today, like, oh, he's going to talk about money. I'm really not. I'm talking about something else. There's, there's a philosophy. There's a ministry. There's an ideology. There's a, there's a faith. There's a belief in us that if God's people will do what God has called them to do, then needs will be met. Do you see that? 
So we're talking about paying somebody's mortgage. Well, that, that, that taking care of business, that sacrificial giving to the sake of just fidelity. Everybody knows that week after week, this family and that family and our family and your family will be here financially to make this thing happen. So there's salaries and there's mortgage payments and there's insurance stuff and there's you know, annual audits of our finances and mortgage stuff and all that stuff that happens, right? Well, that's our van. But then years ago, Dina said, there's this thing called kingdom builders. We should look into it. I said, what's it about? So she told me, and I said, nah. How many of you guys hate it when your wife is right all the time? <laughs> and by the way, I'm on the right side of this. It just took me five years. So at one point, we we're going to this conference in Minneapolis. She goes, hey, we're going to stay an extra day. Now, how many of you guys know an extra day of eating in restaurants and staying in a hotel is good news? Like, we're, we're going to stay. Yeah, us and a couple other couples, we're going to stay. That's great. What are we going to do? Well, there's this, there's this teaching that we're going to go to. I'm like, oh, what's it about? She said, kingdom builders. I'm like, I'm being set up. And, and I'm really okay with it because I get to spend another night in a hotel with my wife. Somebody say amen. You know? So uh, we go to this thing, and I realize that my fears and concerns have been really more about something that hasn't been around for 20, 30 years than something that is around today. We came back, and, and I was in agreement, let's do this. And she has championed this thought, the, the van of the consistent giving, but the gas of ministry. There's gas in our tank to go some places we never really dreamed of before. And what you guys have done in 2023 and now looking towards 2024, but just going back to, has it been five years, baby? Did I, did I get that number right? Something-ish like that. Millions of dollars at this point, I would say, have, have come and gone through this gas fund, if you will, to advance the kingdom. And matter of fact, let's go to the next slide. Let me just show you this. In 2023, you guys gave $622,000. <laughs> now, for those who are like, oh, that's nice. No, no, no. 29 years ago, next month will be our 29th anniversary of being here. The entire church budget, you went to camp. You, you know, you, you pay tithes, you offerings to missionaries, whatever. It was just over $100,000. So the fact that six and a half times that came in in over and above giving just for the advancement of the kingdom is an extraordinary accomplishment that we are celebrating, right? But as, as you look at this, you say, well, you know, where did this money go? Oh, this is 500000 It should say 640 You didn't get the latest version of this. Uh-oh, now I'm a little nervous about that. All right, so missionaries. Let's talk about missionaries. Missionaries are... People that feel called of God to go to other places in the world to bring the gospel where the gospel has never been preached before. Did you know that kingdom builders, I'm talking about you, not a program, those who build the kingdom here, you support an army of foreign and domestic missionaries that do these things. It's amazing. Next gen, we'll talk about that in a minute, but groups, Linden Campus, I, I love that a million meals were fed to the starving children of Haiti through kingdom builders. That is one of the most exciting and satisfying moments of my life. I'll, I'll never forget, because it was a multi-year thing, and we ran 150 miles across the state of Michigan, and people were skateboarding and rowing, and just anything to draw attention to the kids that lost their families and the earthquake and what's been happening since then, the starvation, the disease. And so we, we just, it broke our heart. We wanted to do something about it. And God, literally, I was sitting right over there, and God said, you're to feed 100, I'm sorry, 1 million meals to the children in Haiti. And I said, oh, please hang up and try our call again. I don't, it's 50 cents a meal. That's half a million dollars. Like, hey, that's really an honor. You should give it to somebody else that has faith like that. And so what I did is what I would normally do. I walked up on this platform. I need to commit myself to what I believe God said. How many of you know if God calls you to do it? It's not just a calling. It's a promise. There's provision in that vision. So I said, hey, I just felt like the Lord told me to feed a million kids in Haiti. And I told him we would be happy to obey. 
And so we started sharing that vision and taking teams. And, and I'll never forget the, the last day somebody called me. I was at home watching something on TV, History Channel probably, because that's what intelligent people do. They don't do math or Sudoku puzzles. They, they watch History Channel. And sure enough, man, um, I get this phone call from a friend. He goes, what is, what's that fund lacking at this point? And I, I say, hey, babe, how much is lacking for the million meals? And she gave me a number. I gave it back. He said, it's not lacking anymore. I'll write a check. It'll be in the offering on Sunday. And it was a huge amount. I hung up the phone, and I, I'm a fairly hard-hearted person when it comes to crying. Christmas time and troops being home during coffee commercials always gets me. Hallmark movies, even though I know the ending from the beginning, gets me. But when it comes to life, I'm, I'm a fairly emotionally stable person. It's one of my superpowers is saying, oh, that's really terrible. Oh, that's really great. You know what I mean? And, and he said that I hung up the phone, and I wept like a baby. And I didn't even know why. But it was just a sense of, I thought it was impossible. And it wasn't. It was this next level of, how many guys know when, when you do what God calls you to do, you hope he gives you a break between the next mountain and this one. But today's the day we decide there's, there's other mountains to climb. So Clara's Hope, Adopted and Foster Care, Prism Project, those wonderful young ladies that, that gather at our Linden campus and what they've been through. And I, I don't need to go into an explanation of that, but just to, to know that there's a place and there's a people that are called. You've been supporting them. The summer outreaches, I've had a blast. The summer outreaches have been awesome. Walking up to strangers with a $50 gift card to eat at one of our local restaurants and say, this is because God loves you. And watching the look on their face go, I, I don't know what to do. It's like, well, yeah, you do. Order appetizers, get dessert, you know, get, get fat, and then we'll have like a fitness class next year. But this year, you know, go enjoy this. And all these great ideas, the water slide. How many of you guys ever went down the water slide? You got to go down the water slide. It is, it's like being baptized, only, you know, different. It's sprinkled and immersed, depending on how deep you go at the end. What's happening with our kids, the VBS or Explore Camp, Vacation Bible School, we, we've seen it at one time, I think it was almost 1,000 people in this room. At one time. Now, there's probably four or 500 in here right now. So all the chairs were out. There were bodies everywhere. Everybody was touching everyone. It was beautiful. Kids were loving Jesus. Parents were in tears watching their children accept Christ and make commitments to live for him. October chaos, we've got where the, the young people are, are junior high and high schoolers by the hundreds come in here and give their lives to Jesus. It's been an amazing thing, and it's all because of vision and provision. Does that make sense? I've got a dream and God's got a way. We've got a dream, and God's got a way. God's given us faith, and now that faith gets into action. So as we look towards the future, I just, again, I feel like there's this microcosm. It's time to do this. And so do we, do we shrink away from this and go, we actually kind of use a break right now, God? Or does somebody just scream charge? I'm here today to scream charge. I'm here today to tell you we're going to advance this year into places. And so what we're going to do, let's, let's just start with the obvious thing. We know is the heart of God, and that, that is missions. How many of you guys know missions is the heart of God? Matter of fact, God's one only begotten son, he's a missionary. He left the comfort of his home world and came to a foreign home world and told people that didn't know anything about Jesus about himself. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, was a missionary. Do you see that? And our heroes are missionaries. So we're going to be taking some trips this year. Let's talk about Rome. How many of you guys have ever been on a missions trip to Rome? I know you have. Some of you have. So Pastor Carl is going to be leading a trip this fall. I believe it's October, November, babe. November, is that right? And there's mission packets that will be outside the door today if you want to go to Rome. So it's not like inspiration. There's going to be information. But we're going to be going back to the nation of Italy, to the city of Rome, a biblical city, a city that is really like, I don't know if you know this, but all roads. They don't lead to Paris. They don't lead to New York. They don't lead to Los Angeles. Literally, the, the cultural focal point of the planet for many, many, many years, thousands, if you would, would be Jerusalem and Rome. Do you agree with that? 
And so we are reaching through ICF Rome, the International Christian Fellowship of Rome, been there for many, many years. Matter of fact, you guys sent JD and I there years ago to put together their video package stuff. JD, when he was just a kid, maybe 15, 16 years old, we went there and he did all the video, edited it, gave it to them. You know, they've raised over two and a half, two and a half million dollars for outreach based on those videos that a 15-year-old kid made that you paid for him to go, right? It's that kind of stuff. It's, it's amazing what a seed of faith will do, right? So we're going back to Rome this year. On top of that, we're going to be going to Mongolia. Not the barbecue joint. <laughs> Mongolia. Why? Because an opportunity like the one I just mentioned about Rome has been offered to us again. There's a, a, something happened in Mongolia where disease came through and the older pastors passed away or, or decided to do something else. Very discouraging time. The average pastor in Mongolia, there are only two main cities, and uh, they're, they're like 40 or younger and so the Michigan network of the Assemblies of God, 200 and some churches together, the superintendent said, would Freedom Center be able to go and take a video crew to go and film what's going to be happening? We want to forge a partnership between American pastors and Mongolian pastors. And so we're going to be doing the front work for that. And in just a few weeks, we'll be heading out that way to go and, and meet with everybody, take video, put together. And then at our network council, where all the pastors come together, we're going to be calling them into partnership. A team will be going later on in 2024 to meet with them and forge conversations. And then after that, a regular dialogue between American seasoned veteran pastors and Mongolian church planters are going to come together. And we're going to see the nation of Mongolia changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. Beyond that, I can't tell you where for about another 15 minutes, but we're going to take a family missions trip to the great state of Michigan. We've done these before, and they're an amazing time because you get so much done. There's, there's guys that do construction during the day, and they're in guys and gals, and there's people that go kind of prepare for outreach and do stuff, and then we put on a great, like, vacation Bible school at night. And we did this in Cadillac years ago. We've done this on the Navajo Reservation, less half them. Where was the place? Lake City, was it? Lake City. So this has been one of our traditions, then COVID kind of shut it down. But even though it shut it down, we didn't forget about it. I'm praying, and hear me, because I want you to be a part of this. I'm praying for 100 people, men, women, children, grandparents, grandbabies, to sleep in a tent, sleep in a classroom, sleep in a hotel, and spend one five-day season helping a church reach its full potential for Jesus. We saw this in Cadillac. Their basement looked like every church tradition to reach children for the last 15 years went there and died. They had to set up long. They had to set up wide at the same time. They had bright primary colors and paneling and green carpet at the same time. Their walls were this warm concrete block that made you look for the prison bars. I mean, it was really bad. But in a week, we remodeled everything. We added on an extra bathroom. They only had one. It was right off the back of the auditorium. And I don't think I need to say anything else as to why that might have been a problem especially when the church gets quiet sometimes. I'm just saying. So that was all done in a week, and that, that ministry in the next three years tripled in size. They're in a building program now, and they draw a straight line from your efforts to the success of a church in Cadillac, Michigan. And we're going to do it again in the great state of Michigan. And lastly, we're going to talk about this. Pastor Jason is going to be leading a trip to the island nation of Antigua. Now, we're Americans, so we call it Antigua, but that makes you a tourist if you say it there. Antigua is the British pronunciation, I guess, because, you know, the British think they invented the English language. <sighs> so we had to beat them in a war. But anyway, let's just let's move on beyond that. But I'm still a little bitter. I'm just saying, you know, I forgive them. Just don't step on my side of the lake. But the uh, Antigua is an island, and what's happening there is amongst the young people, God has put on the heart of Billy and Havilah Roman, our, our missionaries there, and they have 
fledged, forged, founded a ministry to young people. We are going to be a part of something that has never been done in this nation before. The model for this year is let's do this. Are you ready? Come on. You want to see the video? This is how you do it. You ready? Say, let's do this. You ready? One, two, three. Come on. All right, watch this. You'll enjoy it. I know you guys have a short window for lunch and whatnot, so we'll just get right into it if that's okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So um, the, we'll go ahead and start with the question number one was, tell us a little bit about you guys, and then what is Antigua like? Just to let you know a little bit about us, we've been married for, uh, it's going to be 17 years now, so we got three boys. She grew up pretty much as an MK. Or yeah. her life and grow up missionary kid, and um, I I got saved um, at the age of 12 years old, and I've been serving God since then. So it's been it's been a journey. So what it's like to live in Antigua? Um, I would say it's a real Caribbean fusion. Um, you got cultures from all over the place, but Antigua, Antigua is like what some people in the U.S. might think of as kind of like Jamaica. So the tourists are coming and going, but there's um, local culture, which comes a lot from Africa, right? Okay. You have a lot of uh, witchcraft, and then you have a real strong religious spirit. So right. a lot of people will say they're Christians, but they're not really living truly for Jesus. Yeah. Um, and you guys are there. I know you have a, a big dream. And then we're going to be partnering with you and I know many other people as well. But you want to talk a little bit about that dream? Yes, absolutely. I want to tell you about our dream. Um, so one time I was talking with the pastor and uh, the pastor said to me, um, you know, the youth are the future. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, the youth are not just the future. The youth are the present. He said, if you don't take care of them now, you won't see the future in them. And then doing some research, we realized that 70% of the population in Antigua are young people between ages from 12 to 36 years old. If we don't do something now, we won't see them serving him in the future. So we are getting ready to build the first youth center. So New Life Assembly of God that we planted is the first AG church being planted in Antigua. Come on. Making history just right there. Come on. And then, That's awesome. And then, and then uh, the youth center is the first youth center being built, one of the first. And on top of this, in the area where it's going to be built, it's the first church ever being built in that area. So really? we are super excited about seeing, uh, uh, looking forward what God is doing, not us, God is doing. I, want to I love that so much. So when the Freedom Center gets there, what will we be doing? How will we be partnering in this building? Maybe at the point when you guys come in here, you guys will be helping us um, or helping us just get um, some, some of the finished uh, you know, touches for the um, outside walls or things like that and maybe starting the inside. So you guys will be helping us big time. I'm excited to partner with you guys in this. Honestly, um, God's gonna bring the right, the right crew so we can do exactly what God's called us to do, which is to support you guys in your vision. But how can the Freedom Center Church be praying for you guys? I mean, just an emphasis on pr- praying for our boys. Um, yeah. it, it's, it hasn't been an easy road for our family. I'm just yeah. gonna be honest. Um, the personal attacks that come to people that are planting something new, 
yep. pioneering, you know, something that hasn't been done. Right. Uh, there's been many times we've wanted to give up. And so, but God just continues giving us more strength. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. Yeah, we will definitely, we will definitely be praying. I guarantee it. We are a praying church, and I know our people will love to know what and how to pray. So that's perfect. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate it. God bless you, and appreciate you. Thank, thank you. you so much, Billy Roman. I love it. I love it. So, all roads lead to Rome, and the other roads lead to Romans. There it is. So beyond that, again, there'll be information outside that has the application in it. If you want to go to Antigua or to Rome or maybe even some other things we've talked about here recently, we just got invited into a, an opportunity. That the director of the Caribbean is a friend of ours. There's eight different Bible colleges that are being established on all the St. Islands, St. Martin, St. John, St. Louis, St. Petersburg, you know, whatever it is, right? And uh, they said, would you guys be interested in partnering with us in establishing eight Bible colleges in the School of Theology in the Caribbean. How many guys know there's Mongolia, and then there's the Caribbean? <laughs> so I prayed about it. Amen. Yeah, we'd be interested in helping you do that. So we got lots more coming up in front of us. Beyond that, though, let's take a look at this, guys. The Shifting gears, if there's another thing I could say from the bottom of my heart I know is the heart of God, it's missions. The other thing is our young people. We have uh, a moment in history in every generation, to reach the hearts of children, youth, and young adults. We call it next gen. And so, um, yeah, I, I just, I just want to say this. Um, the areas in which kids meet actually has a more profound effect on the kids when they're there than we would imagine. When we were youth pastors, I remember one time I walked in and some kid had turned the chair around and put his feet up on it and somebody else was over and they kind of like, wait. Put your chairs back in the row. What are you guys doing? It was just a weird night. And I realized what had happened is I created an environment that was sloppy, and they treated it without respect. Next week, I came back, and it was excellent. I cleaned all the stuff, all the clutter. Rows were straight. Guess what they did? They sat in those rows. They were attentive. I thought, it's so funny how a setting creates an expectation. If you walked in the day, and there were stains everywhere, and you know, the chairs were all torn up, and it smelled like you know, grandma's basement, there'd be an expectation of what God was going to do. But if you create an atmosphere of excellence, it's funny how people rise to that level of excellence. And so as we look at, at uh, what's happening our next gen here, we haven't remodeled these buildings, baby. When was the last time that uh, the, the kids' wing was worked on at all? 14 years, maybe? I, I know. When was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, what is it? 2011. So do the math. It's been a while. So, and even then, I mean, even when like Pastor Les was back there with the kids, just there was kind of a, a remodel that did some stuff, but we've been waiting for the right time, and the right time has come. We're going to be working on the next-gen areas. There's carpeting and paint. We'll tell you more about that in just a minute. But also, we had this great opportunity come to us just a little over a year ago. Got a call from the network council, the superintendent, and the illustrious Grand Poobah of the Water Buffalo Lodge, Aaron Halab, and a dear friend and a wonderful man. He said, uh, you guys ever thought about what's happening in Linden? I said, I've been thinking about what's happening in Linden for dozens of years. Can, is it time? He said, yes, this, this is time. So the network, the congregation, and God opened the doors for us to go into Linden. How many of you guys love what's happening in Linden? Matter of fact, <laughs> Linden, we love you. God bless you. I, I understand you have some visitors there with you this morning. We'll be introducing in just a moment, so a surprise is on its way. But this, this wonderful thing where, I don't know, where the family gets bigger, 
the vision grows. It expands to other communities. And, and one of the great things that's happened there is under Pastor Jason and Melanie's leadership, the congregation has grown. Isn't that wonderful? How many of us know that with growth comes problems? <laughs> you know, all you want is a big church. It's like, you're right, because my life is so much easier with more of you, you know, than, than less. But it's grown, and now the kids' ministries are kind of spilling into the adults' ministry, the adult ministry. So they went to double services. But even with that, the 11 o'clock service is the predominantly attended service, and there's like a wall between where the kids are and where the adults are. How many of you know if kids are having fun, it's 110 decibels? Or if the adults are worshiping, it's 100 decibels. And so it's time to do some things about that. So one day you're out there saying, should we take this? Should we not? It's, it's time to make a decision. The network wants to know. And there's a phrase that came to my heart, and it was just simply this. People will be saved in that building. I know right where I was. I know what I was driving. I remember what I was wearing. When, well, maybe not that far, but my socks at least. I pulled out a one drive. I was pulling across. I looked back one more time like, God, are we supposed to do this? And that's what I heard in my spirit. People will be saved in that building. And God has been so true to that promise. People are coming to Christ there. They're being baptized there. And I, again, I wish I had time to tell you the stories because it's not just people got saved. There's like you would not imagine in a million years the people that God has drawn, the amazing things that God is doing. And so um, we've always had this heart for young families. Have we not? It's been here forever. The skate park, you know, back in the day. And so, matter of fact, we invest more into the next generation than any other segment of our community by far. You look at the payroll, it's like adult, 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 kids. Look at our facility, like adult, kids. Look at our grounds, adult, kids. Why? Because if we don't reach them now, they're a lot harder to reach when they're our age. If you reach them now, they'll light the world on fire. Their prayers are different from the prayers of people that have experienced the years of pain that many of us have. They believe things that should be believed. Matter of fact, when Jesus is talking to his disciples about who's the greatest, he doesn't say, come here, scholar. Come, come here, you know, missionary. Come here, apostle. He doesn't. He says, come here, kid. And he brings his child. And he goes, you got to grow up to be like them. And so we've endeavored to make sure that this is not just a safe place for kids, but a place where their faith can expand and grow. And they go on missions trips with their grandparents and their parents, where they're, they're challenged to reach third world nations, where they're believed in by people that should bless the next generation, right? And so um, it's, it's an amazing thing. You guys want to see the video? You know the magic words. Let's do this. You ready? Let's do it. You ready? One, two, three. Hey guys, Pastor JD here, the next-gen pastor of Freedom Center Church. Wanted to give you guys a little look into what we currently have right now as our elementary room, as well as what we're hoping to do with uh, casting a vision for this room. So follow me inside as I talk to you a little bit about what this room currently is, as opposed to what it's going to be in the future. So as we take a look at this room right now, we can see kind of a mishmash of a few things. We can see these blue blocks that are stacked up a little bit, older TVs that are over there. Uh, some of these things are a little wobbly and we got some scratches running in them, things that are off color. And even as we take a look at the wall over there, we can see some patches that were, that were fixed and, uh, and how the paint just doesn't really match. And a lot of what we see in this room is, is um, wear and tear of things that have happened in this room over the course of the last 10 years. But I am so excited to let you guys know that we're gonna be doing some renovations across all next-gen areas. But this room right here primarily is where we're gonna be doing a lot of the updates. So first and foremost, let's start with some of the base things. As you take a look at these walls over here, you'll notice that they're, they're sky blue. But this room right here, we're calling it the mountain room. We're gonna design everything based off of mountains. So we're gonna paint it first with a 
base layer, and then we're gonna come in with some intricate detail, and we're gonna place mountains all over that side and all over that side. These tables that we have right here, we're gonna be removing two of them and keeping two of them so that we can still have our small group environments. But right across here where we have this empty space, we're gonna be building these, what look to be like almost house structures. That's gonna be used for storage, used for small group settings, used for kids to just kind of play with them. This area over here where we see our tech booth and where we see kind of like our reading area, we're gonna be moving both of those. Our tech booth is gonna be moved up to where this foosball table is that's a little dinged up right now. And this reading area is gonna be moved to more of the middle of the room. And then we're gonna be placing an entire climbing structure right here. So a, a jungle gym, a rock climbing wall, all of that stuff so that way kids that are a little more squirrely have that opportunity to kind of get their energy out and have that, you know, just that time of enjoying being at church, right? If the kid wants to come to church, the family wants to come to church. And so we want to build an environment that is inviting to them. And of course, one of the greatest things that we are so excited about is that on that wall right there, it's no longer going to be a projector. It's going to be an LED wall, the same one that we have in the main auditorium, we're gonna be putting it right there, and it is going to blow these kids' minds. We're so excited about what's gonna happen on that screen, how we're gonna use it for sermons, how we're gonna use it for worship, how we're gonna use it for group time, all these things. That screen is going to make a world of difference in this room when it comes to communicating the gospel to these kids. And Freedom Center, we are so excited for you to partner with us on this room, but also our preschool room, our nursery, our special needs room, the lobby, all of that stuff. It's getting all updated and renovated so that way we can reach this community. We can reach these families for the gospel. And we're so excited about these updates. We hope that you take this time now to partner with us and believing that this is what God is desiring for Freedom Center Church and how it is we're gonna build this next generation of believers. And now out to Linden to hear about what God's heart is for them out there. Freedom Center Church. This is Freedom Center Church Linden Campus. Come with me. Welcome to the main lobby. So when people walk in for the first time on a Sunday morning at 9, 10, and 11 a.m., this is the lobby they walk into. It is kind of crowded, but that's a part of the dream and the vision going forward in 2024 of things we want to expand. I want to keep showing you more, though. Once they come to the main lobby, this is the main auditorium they come into. So this is every Sunday, they sit down, they find their seats, they experience worship, and then they watch Pastor Jim or whoever's speaking that Sunday from Fenton campus on the LED wall in here. If you had a student to drop off, you would drop them off through this room. They would get checked in uh, at Planning Center just like Fenton. And from there, this is their next gen area. So this is one of the rooms that they use for next gen. And then through here, is the other room they use for next gen. And on the back side of this wall is the main auditorium. That causes some issues on Sunday morning sometimes just because it gets loud. There's plenty of activities the kids are doing. They're all running around like crazy, having a good time. They're glad to be here. The, the teachers, the pastors are trying to teach, but unfortunately it gets kind of loud and the main auditorium is right on that back side. We've tried everything we can to soundproof it, but there's some issues with that. So what we'd like to do is take this wall out and expand the lobby area. I wanna give more of an area for people to congregate and have the fellowship that a church is all about. So with that, we'd love to put in a cafe over there so people can come get their coffee. Currently, the cafe is right on the back of the auditorium and they do have air pots and they have things for people, but that actually causes a little bit of space reduction. So we can't put rows all the way into the back of the room because people are hanging out getting coffee. 
So obviously I talked about expanding the lobby and giving them a cafe area, but where's next gen gonna go? Because if that's where they currently are, where are they gonna go? We have a plan, come with me. Behind this door is where they're gonna go. As you see, it's just outside, but outside we have a plan and a vision that we hope to make excellent for Freedom Center Church Linden campus next gen is we're gonna have portables out here. I don't know if you remember portables from like elementary school or when you were growing up, but they make them really nice now. Like portables aren't your grandma's portables. They're like new and improved and they're what, they're what we wanna do for the, the youth and the, uh, the next gen department of Freedom Center Church Linden campus. So right out here, they would walk out on a Sunday morning and this is where they get dropped off or taken to the portable. And yeah, we'd have amazing services and there'd be no issue of sound issues or anything like that because they would have their own space. The main auditorium would have their own space. And yeah, it would give a place for next gen to go that would be a blessing and for this church to expand. Freedom Center Church, this has been the 2024 vision walkthrough for Freedom Center Church Linden Campus. I hope that you would partner. I hope that you would believe. People are getting ministered to here. People are finding Jesus here and only more is going to happen. So with all that said, God bless Freedom Center Church and have a great Vision Sunday. Now get out of here. And, uh, we have one last announcement. Yeah, we have one last announcement. Put up that next slide if you would, please, guys. Um, and here it is. We told you we're pregnant. It's time to find out where. You ready? So several months ago, I received a phone call from our superintendent saying, hey, there's a congregation that's come open. They're looking for a pastor. And one of our staff members has said, hey, if anything in that area comes open, I'd like to know more about it. And so I went to that staff member and said, it's open. And he said, oh, it's, just, it's not time. We're not ready for that. We're really loving where we are, what we're doing. But there was something inside of us. It was weird. Dean and I were like, you know, this, there's a feeling. There's a vibe. Like we, how many of you guys know when it's time to have another kid? You know what I mean? That's like, oh, no, we're pregnant. But there's another one like, ah, it's time to have a kid. And, and we just kind of feel like this is, this is right. So let's just take a drive down there, grab some staff. We went down. We didn't go in the building. We looked around the community. And it, it was a growing sense of we're supposed to do something about this. I went back to the staff person and said, are you sure? Said, I'm absolutely positive. I prayed about it. My, my spouse and I, we've talked about it. It's not for us. Okay. But as we did that, I actually it was such a great moment. Such a, it's kind of that feeling of pioneering again. I said, babe, what do you think if, if we went down there? Like, What if we left the other campuses in the hands of the people that are here? And we went down there and pioneered in this place. And she said, you know, I, I get your heart, but you're an idiot. Like, there's nowhere even close to that being a good idea. I'm like, ah, I just, what is the answer? And then she said, well, what if we tapped this other team from our, from our, our team? And uh, we are going to uh, Celine, Michigan, and our campus pastors there are going to be Pastor Ian and Megan Perry. Let's do it. Let's do it. Pastor Ian and Megan, are you in the room right now? Are you stand up real quick, please, so they can see you. I see Megan. Pastor Ian's probably somewhere doing something in the back. There he is. Yeah. Congratulations. And then Matt and Kate, are you guys in here too? I see Kate. Matt, you in here? Somewhere stand up, if you would, please. They're going to be going with them to work on next-gen youth and young adults, and that's, that's a joy to send them. So we met people there, guys. I just, and I know they're watching right now. This, I'm not saying this because they're watching. I say this when they're not watching. They are some of the sweetest, dearest, kindest. Some of them have been there since they were 12 years old, and they're like 80 now. This is their life's work, and they've entrusted it to people that are almost strangers because when God speaks, people move and obedience. And so we've taken on this task, and we're going to be doing our, our missions uh, trip to Michigan in Saline. 
We're going to be showing you in just a moment the campus and what it looks like, and you'll see why. I hope your hearts catch on fire. Matter of fact, some of you, I hope that you're like, you know what? I don't want to move there, but I, I recognize some people will have to move there, and so I'm going to have to move from my pew to some position of responsibility. How many of you know that when the family grows, sometimes the older siblings have to help care for the younger siblings? Come on, all you Catholic families, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, got like 14 kids. Don't tell me the oldest, you know, daughter or oldest son doesn't have a similar responsibility to the parents. So we need you to step into the future and the destiny. I, we need you not to say, yeah, you should do that, but to say, let's, let's do this. In the, in the suburbs of Ann Arbor, there's a community that's just incredible. Um, and I'll show it to you here in just a moment. So I, I would say this. I think there's absolutely no reason why in the next 10 years, Celine can't exceed Fenton. It's, it's that great of a facility, it's that great of a community, and it has that great of leadership. And uh, it's a founding. If you want to invest in IBM when it's 50 cents a share, now's the time. IBM. Let's make it Apple so it's cooler. Apple at $5 million a share, now's the time. Now's the time. You guys want to see it? You want to see it? You want to introduce the, the new kid in the family? What do you say? You ready? Come on. Hey, Freedom Center, uh, I have an announcement to make here on Vision Sunday, and this is what it is. You know, for years, we have been the recipients of the generosity of people who've helped us. People came alongside and said, hey, what if you tried this or what if you did that? And in time over the years, we became people that tried to help other people and say, well, we, this is what we learn, and we share those things with them. And we've remodeled people's churches, and we've you know, planted things and partnered with things and parented things, and that's been a part of the DNA. And just recently, I was talking to somebody on the phone, a friend of mine, he said, are you aware of this opportunity in Saline, Michigan? Now, I'll be really honest with you, I hadn't heard of Saline, Michigan, but as I'm standing here right now, I'm 50 miles south of the Fenton campus, and it's a wonderful community. It's filled with houses and playgrounds and schools and churches and restaurants and coffee shops and excellent Mexican food. So uh, immediately we came down here and checked the place out and we began to talk to the leadership of this church. How can we help you? And in time we realized what would be best is if we didn't help them, but if they became part of our family. And so today I want to announce to you that Freedom Center is pregnant. <laughs> we now have another campus and the people here are so genuine and wonderful. The facility is amazing. The community is right. And so Freedom Center Celine is being announced today. Congratulations on all of this. Now, what this means for us is this. This means we have another community to reach. Remember I told you a few weeks ago that if you've been kind of sitting on the bench wondering is it time to get in the game, it is. Why? Because we need children's ministry, youth ministry, nursery ministry, music, everything we do everywhere we go uh, either people from other campuses will be coming here or we need you to come here. It's time for you to get the vision for this community. Um, it is a wonderful place and we know that God is gonna, has so much in his heart to do here. So vacation Bible schools and outreaches, this facility has a gymnasium and classrooms and an auditorium and it, it's, it is right to be the tool in God's hands to reach everything around here, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, Celine, it is waiting for you, it's waiting for us. So keep us in your prayers, be a part of this because we are now in more than one location, two locations. This is Pontotoc, Mississippi, Grand Blanc, Michigan, Linden, Michigan, Fenton, Michigan, and now number five, Celine. So you're probably asking like, what does this mean for the leadership? Like who, who's going to go provide that? And I am proud to announce that Pastor Egan and Megan Perry are now the campus pastors, full-time 
campus pastors of this place, this community, and these people. Congratulations, Pastor Ian and Megan. We know you're gonna do a great job. Our hearts are partnered with you, and we trust that nothing but good stories are gonna come out of this in the days to come. Freedom Center, we are so excited. All of our, our greatest memories of our lives have been a part of Freedom Center, where we've uh, met each other, where we got engaged, where we raised our kids, and we're so excited to bring that to Celine. All the great things that the Lord has done here in Fenton, we get to expand in the city of Celine and beyond. Uh, it's a community that deeply needs to hear the love of Christ, and we believe the message of Freedom Center through Pastor Jim, through the Holy Spirit, through Kingdom Builders, through your generosity, is exactly what this community needs. So we're excited. Thank you so much for your belief in what this house does and your investment in it. Thank you, Freedom Center. We love you. Would you stand to your feet, please, all over this room? Just a reminder, never trust a young person with a camera. Where'd you feel God touch your heart today? What, at what moments did you say, I think I want to be a part of that? Was there an area? Was there a time? Was there a thing where you're like, you know, I, I think that's something I should be a part of. I think, I've never been on a missions trip, but I think I should go to Antigua. I've never been to Europe, but I think I should go to Rome. I've never known any church but this one, but maybe it's time to take what God has given me here and give it away somewhere else. When, when we consider what, what God calls his church and what the mandate is on that church, it really is hard to stay in one place and do one thing for very long. How many of you guys know God never changes, but he's always moving? And so as followers of Jesus, there's going to be movement. There's going to be change. There's going to be modification. So, um, for some, it'll be small. I'm just going to volunteer twice a month. For some, it'll be I'm, I'm going to hand decades of my life's work into a handful of people that are, at this point, still strangers to me and say, please reach the community we've been praying for. Something to tell you about the people in Saline that I should probably tell you is starting, I believe, it was the fall of 2019. They began a, a prayer meeting every Sunday night through COVID, through elections, through everything that comes and goes in our nation, gathered every Sunday night. And this is their singular prayer. God, we pray that you'd help us reach this community. And as we were talking to the congregation about the potential of us coming, one of the elder elders, one of the deacon deacons, his name's Jerry, got up and actually broke with meeting protocol and said, I believe that these people are the answers to our years of prayer. And the superintendent said, ah, you're not allowed to influence one way or the other. He goes, okay, I have one more thing to say. No, I guess I'm not allowed to say that either. I went and sat down really a fun moment. The cards that you were given, would you take those out real quick? This is a moment where let's do this has to become more than something we say as videos change. It becomes something that, that requires a verb, an action. 
If you're already a giver to Kingdom Builders, you want to give the same thing next year, there's a box for that. If you've never given, you want to give, there's a box for that. If you want to do this online, there's a little QR code. Just get out your phone and put on the camera app, look at it. There's, it'll lead you through the process. But what we're asking you to do is this. We believe, how many guys believe that there are children in Celine that need Jesus? There's families that have been waiting for a church to come that, to tell them. They don't even know the language for that, but that's what they're waiting for. How many guys believe that? There's marriages that need to be restored. There's addicts that need to be free. There's, and this is in Linda, this is everywhere we go, right? Well, the vision is there. Now what's lacking? Anybody know? It's the provision. It's that moment where we say, I'm going to go. Maybe your offering today is not putting a card in a bucket. Maybe it's standing in a bucket and saying, you get everything. You get me, my preferences, my, my desires, my pride, my joy. It all belongs to you, God. I, I just want to go and be obedient. But I'm, I'm asking you to consider what is God asking of you right now? Is my wife, I know she's not there, but is Dina anywhere around? If you see Dina, would you get her for me, please, and, and send her up? Or she may be doing something else, but somebody check her office real quick. I, I didn't plan on doing this, but it's just I feel like we should do this right now. Um, we're going to go as a congregation places we've never been before. And you're invited to be a part of that. Fill out the cards. And then these buckets on the altar. This is a, a moment. How many of you guys know the altar of the church has had like a sacred meaning? It's like I'm walking from where I am out of my comfort zone to some other place to make a commitment or a, a humble act or whatever it is. That's what these buckets are here for today. So don't take them with you. If you made a decision, make it. But this is both Vision and Commitment Sunday. Normally we do Vision Sunday one week, Commitment Sunday the next week. But we were really hoping the Lions were going to be in the Super Bowl next week. So we thought, let's just do it all in one week. So... I had a different vision than the lions did, evidently, you know. But uh, today's the day. We don't want you to rush into this. You're not being compelled. You're not going to be, you know, like, do it now, do it now. We're not doing that. But how many of you guys already know you're supposed to do something with what you've seen today? Well, then it's time to commit to that. Maybe you say, you know, I, I, I want to go to Antigua. Well, grab the missions packet on the way out. Maybe you're like, I, you know, the first steps classes today, we're supposed to go be a part of this first step thing. Sorry, baby. She's going to need a microphone, somebody. And, and the same thing's true there. It's like, you know, I, how do I get involved in this? You just get involved in it. Grab something. We're going to have a membership class at the end of this month. If you need to be a member to do children's ministry or whatever, then, then do that. But it's, it's time to just do this. It's time not to watch other people do it. Oh, the worship team's so good. I play guitar, but not that good. Trust me. It... it Pastor Josh is, is a pastor, not a creative arts guy. He's a creative arts pastor, which means if you have a passion to lead worship, his ministry is to get you where God has put on your heart. He'll teach you how to play guitar. He'll introduce you to a drummer. He'll figure out a way. We're going to fill out these cards in just a minute. I actually had on my notes to do something very different than I'm doing right now, but I, I feel like this is important. So I was supposed to say goodbye to Lyndon, but Lyndon, hang on right there because I want the heart of this church to pray over this church as we make these decisions. And when she's done, we're going to dismiss Lyndon and Pontotoc and Grand Blank. And next week, we'll be dismissing Celine as well, right? But um, sorry about the confusion. Um, I was confused. I had it planned the whole time carefully. You may have been in the bathroom. Sorry about that, baby. That's, uh, yeah. All right. So you do this. Grab those hearts. You got them? Give them in your hands. Give them in your hearts. Let's pray together. Make a decision. Worship team's going to play for a while. We're going to fill these buckets up with decisions we've made. And uh, we're going to leave here knowing that the world has been changed another inch towards the kingdom of God. Amen? Come on, Sister Babe, pray for us. God, we thank you, Father. Yeah. God, that you trust us. Every person in this room, God, you are inviting into partnership with you today. God, I pray that they would understand the trust that you have put in them in doing so, God that you have put gifts inside every person 
in this room that are watching, Lyndon, Pontotoc, Graham Blank, Celine. God, you've put gifts inside of us that um, are to be used to bring people to know you. So I pray today, let those gifts rise up in people. May there be such an excitement that they're like, I've been waiting for such a time as this. God, that they would come alongside and say, let's do this. May we no longer talk about it. But God, may we let you just um, uproot things in our lives that need to be uprooted. May you be a priority in our lives, God. Um, Whatever it takes for us to get rid of in order to follow you and to become more like you, God, may we do that. God, may we set our eyes on you. God, I heard someone say the other day that um, this week of fasting has just really opened their eyes to the hurting and to the lost amongst us, to the lost in their family. God, I pray that our eyes would be open to the lost amongst us and the lost in our families, God. The people that we need to reach for you, people who need to know you and go into eternity knowing you, Father. What an honor you have given us. God, we thank you for all the campuses. We thank you for every person in this room. God, I pray just let them rise up and come against any lie that the enemy would be telling any of them right now, that they can't do it, they're too busy. Um, I don't even know, but God, you know. So I pray, speak loudly, God. The prayer that's prayed in the Weekend household so many times is make it so obvious that we can't miss it. God, I pray that over every person in this room, that you would make it so obvious that they can't miss it, Father. And that we would be just a beacon in this community and all the other communities, God. Father, may we love like you love. May we speak life like you speak life, God. And I thank you for obedient hearts right now in this room. Courageous hearts, God. Guts. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Would you take this time now? There's pens in your seat. Would you just make that commitment? And as you do, this is, not, this is like the closing of the service. Know this. If you want to talk to me or anybody else on the staff about Jesus, that's what we're here for. Don't go. Come forward. Let's have a conversation about you and God and getting things right. If, if you have made a decision today, put it in this bucket on the way out. If you need information, it's waiting for you as you leave the doors. But today, everything changes. Amen? All God's people said, let's do this. Come on, let's do it. So it's soft close. This is, they're going to play for a while. There won't be a dismissal. This is kind of the beginning of it. Let me say this as well. If you're like, hey, we're done. We're going to be leaving. Don't start fellowshipping in here. People are making important decisions in here. Some might need another two or three or four or five minutes. This is a sanctuary. We, re- we rarely use that phrase. This is a sanctuary. Lyndon, go away if you haven't gone away already. This is a sanctuary. So holiness, reverence, it stays here for now. Go outside and party like it's 1999. Drink some coffee and dance, all right? In here, let's make our decisions. On your mark. Get set. They should also know to bring them up here, put them in the buckets so that they are secure. Um, Also, some of you are like, I can put things together. We're going to need help with all the elementary stuff, so, and kids stuff. So if that's you.